Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Artificial intelligence. Let's use Alexa uh, for a moment. But when I get back to Los Angeles, I'm in St. Louis right now doing my shows for the holidays. I'm going to interview Alexa, that little tiny machine that talks and does all kinds of things. How does something like that work, Vince? Uh, something like Alexa, it, it, it has the ability to interpret plain language. So, I mean, there's a number of different AIs. Um, AI is kind of just like a, is, is a catch-all. I mean, you have your supervised, your unsupervised AIs. Uh, but something specific like Alexa has the ability to interpret plain language um, and take that plain language, interpret it into machine-readable language, and give back some type of uh, spoken output. Uh, so when you speak to Alexa, it will it will take the input of your voice, um, turn it into some type of machine-readable language, um, which is able to interpret and search, let's say, the Internet if you're asking to order a Domino's pizza or what the weather is or, you know, what's the sports games that are coming on for the night. Um, it is able to interpret, you know, the input that it gets from the Internet, uh, and it gives it back to you in a way that you can consume it um, from a voice perspective. Is it moving too fast, Vincent, or do you like the pace? I like the pace right now. I, I think uh, one one of the biggest things that I'm a proponent of is um, humans seem to fi- seem like they really have it figured out. Um, if you look at the actual Earth, the Earth is about 4.5 billion years old. Uh, humans or Homo sapiens can only you know you can only track Homo sapiens back to about 315,000 years, and modern religious beliefs, maybe 2,000. Um, there's not a high level of probability, or I, I don't think anyone who anyone who has it figured out can say that the human existence has not happened some point, at some point within that 4.5 billion years of a timeline. Uh, so I think AI is progressing at a, at a really good pace, but I think AI is also going to be needed to help us figure out some of the uh, larger problems that we may end up facing or help us solve, uh, you know, certain things is global warming. Um, you know, one of the things that my company is looking at specifically is, you know, how to extend a human, how to extend a human existence indefinitely mm. uh, to give us like a real fighting shot, you know, to compete with Earth that has been around for 4.5 billion years. Do you see artificial intelligence as being able to download memory and uh, maybe put it in a clone body of ourselves, and basically you live forever that way? So um, it's funny that you mention that. The What my company is working on specifically is capturing those memories or those specific life events and being able to associate that with a specific person as they age. Uh, so imagine um, I have a son, I have a daughter. Uh, my son is one and my daughter is three. Uh, imagine that they are doing uploads every six months of of, uh, of life events, of uh, impactful or significant life events from their from when he, my son is one to when he's 43. Um, that would be a you know that would be a data set that potentially some type of AI would be able to learn and predict uh, the actions or the behaviors of my son. Um, and that is essentially what we're capturing. Um, from there, there are companies that are that people are anticipating to exist in the next 10 to 15 years that will be looking to produce organic human bodies. Um, and there are companies that are currently out, um, one being Elon Musk's uh, Neuralink, another being um, 
Uh, I think there's a company called Kernel. There's another. Google is doing some work in the space. Facebook is doing some work in the space where they have uh, brain message, brain meshes or brain implants that uh, would allow humans to communicate with computers. So I think those three elements that I just mentioned, uh, one being able to capture the memories and life events of a person at a very high fidelity, along with some type of brain mesh for the person to be able to uh, validate that their digital existence is good, and in the future, some company that would be able to, to you know, to maybe 3D print or, or grow organic bodies. Um, everything is really shaping up for a future where you know humans would be able to live indefinitely, um, if not indefinitely, much longer than where they could live right now. What about the soul, Vincent? What happens to that? So the the, the soul is, is 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 very complex. I I think with the soul. And even with consciousness, there's no real authoritative definition of either. Um, the soul is, is something that, you know, specifically with our company, we want to look at just trying to understand. I think at this level, what we, what we present as value is a high-fidelity representation of the person that would follow the same decision logic of the person, so say the person maybe died 20 years ago, and the grandkids is now the grand the granddaughter is now engaging grand grandpa, and she's able to engage grandpa in a similar way, in a similar manner to what grandpa would think and what he would say based off of the life events he's uploaded to our system. Um, the soul that fits in there, I'm I'm not sure necessarily how to capture that. Um, we're working with a number of religious advisors and ethics folks. Uh-huh. Like it capturing the soul, but it, it's like the soul is like that undefinable thing um, that, you know, if any company could, you know, claim, you know, claim that they could capture that, that would be, you know, the next billion dollar. Maybe. Oh, my God, it would be huge, because what we don't know is if the soul is relegated to one individual or if it's transferable. Exactly. Now. You know, Stephen Hawking, of course, has warned against the dangers of AI, uh, and you are very optimistic about it. Uh, I'm opposed to driverless cars, for example. That's artificial intelligence. Or driverless trucks, because I don't want our truck drivers going out of business for themselves. I mean, so it's got some downsides to it, too, doesn't it? Yes, there, there, there are definitely um, some downsides to any. I mean, AI is a general-purpose technology. Um, and I think, like one of you know, one of the downsides is definitely the automation of specific jobs. Um, that you know, a number of factories have moved to like general-purpose AIs to do specific tasks. Uh, the, the 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 downside of the uh, of this is that um, even though the AI is doing a specific task, the AI is not very creative. Um, but there are a number of people who end up losing their jobs. Uh, because the AI can do it at a higher level of quality and quicker um, than the human. Uh, I think another, an, a couple of the other downsides, um, are there a number of ethical issues? Uh, they're finding with some of the AI that is being developed that uh, humans are actually uh, encapsulating their bias in the logic of the AI. Um, the issue is not necessarily that the AI is prejudiced, that the people who are programming it have some type of bias or prejudice. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things we need to look at is how do we prevent, you know, developers and uh, from consciously or subconsciously inserting their biases into AI. 
Another issue is, uh, I mean, what we talked about earlier is like what is the soul or the consciousness is a high-fidelity AI that thinks and acts similar to a human being, is that enough, or do we need to actually capture the soul and consciousness of that individual? I think uh, as early as the Turing, uh, the, the Turing test, that was a question that was, you know, no matter how intelligent a machine could act or mimic a human's, uh, a human's ability, that that, you know, that machine is essentially soulless and, and lacks no consciousness, you know, it has no consciousness. Vincent, back in March of 19, uh, uh, 2018, a uh, driverless car, an Uber car, killed a woman in Arizona because it could not read, uh, you know, walking across the street, jaywalking, whatever she was doing, and it hit her, and it, br- it hit the brakes like a second before it hit her. You know, it realized, it, but it was too late. Um, can you imagine highways with driverless I mean, it, it's it, it would be chaos. I think. Uh, I think specifically in that instance, um, a lot of the AIs that we have now, um, specifically with driver driverless uh, technology, uh, it still requires a human in the loop to ultimately pay attention and to manage the output of the of the vehicle. Even though uh, you know, for the most part, it's driverless. Uh, I think mo- for for the most part, if we had fully autonomous highways where everyone had no ability to drive, similar to uh, the scenario I believe it was in Will Smith's iRobot, uh, I, I honestly think we would have less fatalities um, and less traffic. Uh, I, I mean, I think it would be terrifying, but as long as, you know, if, if machines are going to be less, Machines are going to pay better attention to humans. Machines are not going to be texting. Machines are not, you know, going to be trying to put on makeup or, or tie their tie while they're driving 60 miles an hour down the highway. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think you will have, your, you know, your occasional anomalies, but from a, you know, from a, a qualitative standpoint, the number of accidents and fatalities would decrease significantly um, and is my general hypothesis. Could AI ever go awry and, you know, start doing things on its own, contrary to what a human would prefer? So there is a basic premise here that any being or entity that is superior in intelligence and capability uh, would not want to be subservient to a being or entity that is less capable or less intelligent. Uh, so there is this, you know, this singularity concept that you see in the Terminator, um, that you see in uh, iRobot, um, that you see in, uh, I believe, Johnny Depp's movie, um, Transcendence, where the AIs do surpass the ability and intellect of humans, um, and they are able to exponentially increase, one, their ability, and two, their intellect. Uh, So there is, um, I I mean, that's called singularity. Uh, There is a very real possibility for that. Um, And I think that's, you know, when you hear Elon Musk or even Stephen Hawking uh, talk about, you know, the dangers of AI, uh, that is specifically what they are referencing. So that is a very real possibility. Are we close to that? Um, Maybe we are, maybe we're not. Um, but as we do progress in our understanding of AI and the ability for machines to think uh, 
with or without humans, we need to, you know, constantly measure that ability. I mean, our smartphones are all artificial intelligence, and they've done wonders for people in terms of uh, making things easy, quickly. I mean, you're, you're walking around with a portable computer in your hand. I mean, that's, a, that's an amazing aspect of artificial intelligence, I think. Yes, I, I mean, your, your smartphone augments your ability to make decisions, whether, you know, what's the quickest, what is the quickest route to get where you're going, uh, what restaurants are your immediate vicinity for the type of food that you want. Uh, at this point, we are very low-fidelity cyborgs where, I mean, uh, you will find a minority of people who aren't walking around with their cell phones or picking up their phones between 100 and 200 times uh, throughout the day. Um, I, we are moving to a future where, you know, the capability of the phone will be integrated with some of the brain messages brain meshes or the implants that certain companies are planning. Um, so, yeah, artificial intelligence is, you know, has greatly um, helped us. I mean, I'm 37, and I'm old enough to remember, you know, my parents driving around with a map and trying to turn the light on while they're driving <laughs> down the highway. Oh, yeah. They yep. look at a map or print off uh, directions from MapQuest. Uh, but now, you know, those directions are on your phone. Uh, you can see where to get gas in your phone. Um, you don't have to pull over and make a call. You can make a call, you know, from your car. So technology is evolving, you know, at lightning speed. And uh, I, I think humans and the, the merging of technology and humanity is going to continue to, you know, go at, go at a speed um, that we've never seen before. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.